Welcome to Bachelor Distilled, where the whiskey is good, but The Bachelor is better. We're your hosts, Jonathan Smeltzer and Andrew Silliman, and each week we're flying high with Peter Weber as he navigates through the clouds of women that surround him in hopes of finding the co-pilot of his choice. Real quick, before we get started with episode five of Bachelor Distilled, we wanted to be sure and let you guys know that we are on Instagram at Bachelor Distilled Pod. So Bachelor Distilled P-O-D. Go give us a follow, leave us a message. And if you're enjoying the show, be sure and share us with a friend or two. Episode five of The Bachelor is here, and wow, what a recovery from last week. Peter finally makes some decisions. The drama is really heating up. Jealousy is aflame. Injuries are in this episode, but as always, we begin with what we're drinking. Jonathan, I have to say, I abandoned the whiskey this week for another choice of poison. I I actually work with uh, uh, a guy who I've kind of become friends with, and he's a level two sommelier, and he recommended to me a Pinot Noir wine called Bowen, B-O-E-N, and it's fantastic. I've been enjoying it all night, and this will not be my last bottle purchased of Bowen. Okay, what is what is it you're enjoying about it? So... When he asked me what I wanted to drink, he said, "Is do you want a lighter, you know, flavor profile? Are you pairing it with food? What price point?" And I said, "I am not pairing this with food. I'm going to be totally done with dinner. I'm just going to be watching TV and enjoying wine. And I'm kind of more into the lighter flavor profile as opposed to a robust or rich one." And this bottle came in around 23 bucks. Okay, so for me, I, I went back to a, a bottle that I have here at the house. It's on its last, or it's it's gone now. It's in my glass. But uh, I needed to wrap up a bottle of Russell's Tenure. I did it a couple episodes ago. Uh, and so that's what I'm enjoying tonight. It's so It really is so good. Sometimes I, um, you know, with the cheaper whiskeys... Like the Evan Williams I did last week, I have to put it on ice to enjoy it. Uh, Russell's Tenure is a really good whiskey that I enjoy drinking just by itself. So that's what I'm drinking uh, drinking tonight. So this episode picks up where we left off last week with the girls very, very salty towards Peter, feeling disrespected, ignored downtrodden they dressed up for him they played football for him and he didn't care he brought back Alea, and they were all very dismayed but at the beginning of this episode one of the girls asked a very interesting existential question and that is what does peter want does he want a sydney or does he want an Alea? so what do you think sydney meant by that sydney is essentially saying do you do you want someone who has got your back, who is going to be here for you? Or do you want some crazy, uh, not here for you person who's just here to stir up some drama? Do you want a dramatic girl? That's how I took it. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm starting with the, with the way the episode turned out. I'm, I'm not loving Sydney right now. So 
I, you know, the comment to me is just like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to say that? Well, I think we know who she thinks she is. (laughs) I think she, she, to me, seems very, very uh, into this for like a pure bachelor reason. Like she is there. She's playing the game. She's stirring it up with people who everybody else also seems to have a problem with. Like, she hasn't really gone out of her way like some other villains in other seasons and kind of taking shots at the front runners or anything like that to try and cut them down. So, I don't know. I think I think what we all know is that Sydney, a Sydney, quote-unquote, is the kind of person you would actually date. And Analea is probably somebody that you would text every now and then, maybe send an Instagram DM, but... Really not that serious because they're just not really up to par. Well, I got a curveball for you. I, thanks to the interwebs and everyone spilling all the goodness, uh, Sydney apparently isn't all she's cracked up to be. You know, she shares like, oh, well, uh, I ate lunch by myself in a stall and all this. And then someone posted pictures of her in a yearbook as like home homecoming queen and like, miss whatever her school was and all these things and so i i don't i'm don't know about sydney right now i think they have a great physical connection but i'm not sure peter wants a sydney or an alaya fake news hashtag <laughs> fake news <laughs> Ooh. you probably got that from the liberal mainstream media cnn fake news oh no you're just saying that because you love sydney so much do you wish you were on that date rather than peter <laughs> I wish one of my single friends that I would be setting up was on that date instead of Peter. <laughs> oh man, I will say this just to just to kind of put it into it. Sydney, I like Sydney in general, fake news or not. I just from what I've seen on the show, I like her. I think she's really pretty, but I do not think her and Peter are compatible. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Peter, in, in true Peter fashion, he he does some stumbling around and <laughs> runs into a golf cart and manages to not only run into the golf cart, but he also manages to smash <laughs> his head into a <laughs> glass of liquid, whatever it is he was drinking, uh, and cuts himself and gets 22 stitches. I, I've got to say, it is, it is no surprise to me that that happened. And, th- okay, I'm going to go a little deeper. So th- that happened, and it points to something about Peter that I just honestly can't stand anymore. I watched the guy, and it's just like, he just... he. He is. He just seems like he would stumble around everywhere. It's like I don't know. Just like the lack of decision making is like it. It's his physical self. It's his you know inward self. And just like of course that would happen to you. And I thought the story he did to like talk about the puma was pretty funny. But yeah, he's a he's a total goober. I mean, watching that video, he must have really moved his head like super fast into that glass for it to. <laughs> cut him that bad and shatter everywhere. <laughs> and 
I mean, he was close to blinding himself, right? I mean, if he had to get 22 stitches on his head, I mean, he could have like just totally killed his eyeball. Yeah, I mean, it it was obviously a pretty bad incident. I mean, I I can't imagine breaking. (laughs) You'd have to move your head pretty dang hard into a glass for it to shatter. Well, just think about if somebody was standing there and they hit you upside the head with a glass. Like you'd have to hit them pretty hard for it to cut them. Yeah, exactly. And that's how fast he like moved into the glass. <laughs> so yeah, that um, that video didn't do him any favors in the tough department. Oh my gosh, I I can barely like him just like walking. I just always feel like he's so awkward, and like maybe that's his charm and like what some of the girls like about him. But if he has to say sorry one more time, I'm just like just stop saying sorry and get on with it. He is literally the most sorry bachelor of all time. And it's the hard, and it's the hardest thing for him. Like harder than anyone else uh, ever in bachelor history. This is the hardest for him. And he's so <laughs> sorry about it. So like get dude, get over it. You know, maybe the glass shattering in his forehead will finally get him to think about something else other than how sorry he is. So moving on from that, Peter, you know, he has his Puma story. He makes the girls giggle a little bit. Uh, we find out he really actually runs into a golf cart and shatters a glass. Uh, and then next up, he gets a one-on-one with Sydney, or he chooses a one-on-one with Sydney. So Sydney finally gets her alone time with Peter. And what I noticed was that there is definitely a physical connection. There's no doubt about that. But I... When I would listen to them talk, I honestly just was like, there, there's nothing special here. And I just, I don't think that the physical connection is going to be enough to carry them beyond the next few episodes, especially in the midst of all this drama. And the day was cool. It was, I mean, I would have, that was a spectacular day, but just all physical to me doesn't doesn't impress me at all yeah i i disagree i she's she's a doll obviously but when they talk to each other it seems she just seems so genuine to me on the show and it doesn't really seem forced like she's not trying to make moments when things aren't there she's just kind of riding the wave and you know when opportunities with peter present themselves she opens up and she did kind of pile on a little bit at the beginning or the end of last week when everybody was going in on Peter, like, Hey, I'm here. I'm trying to get to know you, but you're spending all this time with Alea. Um, but yeah, the date, I don't think the date could have gone any better for either one of them. Oh, please. Um, that is so not true. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. The, okay. I'm not questioning her, her being genuine. I think she is awesome. I just don't think that her and Peter are compatible. Like I just watching them talk, it was like it, Peter couldn't wait to be like, "Oh, you have you have soft lips. Oh, I want to kiss your soft lips. They're so awesome." But like he's just such a he's a loser to me, man. I I think the that's the part day of the chemistry though. He told her, I think we found something out about her too. We found out one of her love languages is words of affirmation, right? Okay. Because as soon as as soon as he told her. Paige and Gary Chapman, as soon as he told her that she was the best kisser, she was like, say it again. I want to hear it again. Say it out loud. Don't think it. Say it. I want to hear it. 
okay. And yeah, is, uh, so he says it and it's great. And they kiss and again, all physical. I mean, I just, I've heard other conversations on this show that were way better than the conversation that they had and agreed. A relationship is a lot of like, if there's a physical connection, there's a lot of things that can go right. But I just, man, Sydney's awesome. And I just, I do not see them at the end of this. It, point blank. That's what it boils down to. Call your bachelor broker listeners and buy Sydney stock right now. Do you think that, the, do you think she has a chance to be at the end of this? I think that she has a very, very good chance of being in the top four. I would be surprised if she's not in the top four. For the record, I like Sydney. I don't care what the fake news says. I think she's awesome. She's very attractive. And I could see why Peter would have her in the top four, but I don't think she makes it to the end. That's, that's my final thoughts on it. So Sydney gets a rose. And then, of course, they're doing a group date and it's another photo shoot. How many more fashion dates are we going to have here? And of course, they're also all in bathing suits and getting close to Peter. Do you agree that Victoria F. should have been the winner and gotten the cover? This is hard because I, I'm i just a personality that sees both sides. So like on my side, I definitely look at that and be like, eh. I don't necessarily think that she should have won, uh, but I could see why Cosmo would think that she should win because I mean, she's, she's a, a 10 out of a 10, like just like physicality wise. If you look at her, she's very beautiful, but like, you know, as viewers, we see her personality and I got to be honest, when I was watching the shoot, I was like, man, she's really attractive. Like I really like Victoria, but as soon as she opened her mouth, <laughs> <laughs> Later in the group date, I was like, I don't like Victoria F. Do you think she should have won? I don't know. I didn't even know it was a competition. Did I, I, Maybe I missed that, but I didn't know that they were competing for anything. Well, yeah, so Cosmo at the beginning had said like, hey, the winner of this gets to be on the cover of Cosmo. So the girls knew it was a competition from the get-go. So I could see that they're being a little aggressive about it. But the girls definitely did not like seeing Victoria kiss Peter. Hannah Ann took measures into her own hands and kissed Peter Exactly. As well. I was just about to say that. She was like mouth wide open, like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's doing that. And then all of a sudden, two frames later, she was just like, well, I don't care. I guess everybody's doing it. I'm just going to do it. So I don't know. I guess it's a competition at the end of the day. So can you really hate on that? Do you think that's fair for them to kiss? Like to, in that yes. sort of scenario, do you think it's fair? Yes. Hmm. I, I mean, they're they're all everybody knows that they're dating each other and they're in a they're standing very close to each other. Their hands are on each other, and Cosmo's trying to get them to get closer. And then all of a sudden, give me more, give me more. And fair enough. I don't know what else are they supposed to do. I think Kelsey would disagree with you though. Kelsey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you know kelsey, kelsey. the crazy one. <laughs> oh man where do we even begin with that one? Oh man i i've got to save oh, it for later i'm not even ready to talk about kelsey all right let's let's put that on pause for just a beat i have to ask you about this because this was a girl who this was a girl who you thought was kind of on the front runner status at the beginning and it seems like peter's having some major doubts regarding kelly 
the one-on-one -on -one date was very, very spiritual in nature. And based on the criteria that Peter was giving us as the viewer, I'm not sure that Kelly really lived up to what he was looking for, but he gave her the rose anyway. So what what's going on with that? Here's my take. Kelly is transcendent. <laughs> she oh, is a boy. <laughs> she is above all of this and we are not worthy. <laughs> oh, okay. My no, okay. Gosh. Seriously, seriously. So <laughs> I think uh I think what's going on there is Peter obviously has as he stated, a very strong like he had an, a very strong initial connection with Kelly. And that does a lot to a person. Like if you start you start dreaming about what it could be, what it would be like and you you kind of like cast this vision of how it's going to be. And I think Peter has done that for his relationship with Kelly and is really, really, really wanting that to work out. So yes, I agree that she is not giving Peter what he's asking for, but I don't think Kelly's in the wrong for not doing it. I think Kelly is just being who she is. And Peter, Peter, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm shocked that he likes... He seems more into Kelsey than he does Kelly. And it's because Kelsey <laughs> gives him emotion. That bothers you so much, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. I, I It should bother everybody. That should be a huge concern to everybody. Okay, so what what does that tell us about Peter's love language? Okay, here's here's what I think. Peter Peter equates emotion to love. Because he loves his family, and his family is very emotional. So he equates emotion and vulnerability with love. He's not getting that okay. from Kelly, so he's not getting the love that he he wants. Uh, and then he is getting that from Kelsey. So that's, I don't know about his love language, but that's, that's what I'm gathering from all of this. Yeah, so you're not going to like me after this, but Kelly, Kelly came across to me as old on the show like when they when they got down to costa rica they did like a one-on-one -on -one interview with her and she was just going on and on about how oh i'm just i'm just really tired of all the travel and oh i'm just kind of i'm i'm looking to have some fun and that was it and everybody else was like stoked to be down there i don't know i think i think her time is is coming she's she's not long for the show in my opinion yeah, I, I mean, as much as I love Kelly, I I would have to agree. Like, there's just not enough there for Peter, unless like we are just shooketh over the next few episodes. I, <laughs> I I'm gonna find it very difficult that Peter is willing to continue to go deep into like the later episodes with her if if she doesn't start giving him what he's wanting specifically. Uh, I still think Kelly is amazing and better than everyone on this show, but that's just me. I I think next week, Han or I mean uh, Wednesday night, Hannah Ann is going to get on one on one and be super super aggressive with him and give him a lot of emotion, mm -hmm. and she's going to come out at the end of that episode as the clear front runner. Mm. Hot take. I can totally see that. I can absolutely see that. Speaking of emotion and drama and connecting with Peter, there's a lot of Kelsey drama that goes on in this episode. <laughs> and I, Peter loves it. He's just like, 
drinking the Kelsey Kool-Aid, if if we're being honest. And uh, so there's a little bit of Kelsey going on. There's a little bit of rose ceremony drama going on. Um, I'll say this about Kelsey. I think she is 100% certified absolutely crazy. And I, I am baffled how Peter continually is like, you're everything that I'm looking for. You're what I want. Thank you so much for being who you are and being forward with me. And like takes her word on everything. I just I don't know. I mean I don't know what it takes to uh, to convince him of how crazy Kelsey is. But I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, but Kelsey takes Adderall and birth control. <laughs> She's popping pills. Popping pills, baby, in the club. Who wants an Adderall? Who wants some birth control? It's going crazy. She's an alcoholic and a pill popper. I mean, I, okay, I, those those claims. Are absurd. I I'm upset with Tammy for how she misrepresented what was going on. Yes, Kelsey is crazy, but Tammy is a little snake in the grass and is not upfront with what she says to people and about people. And I think Kelsey is right for being upset with Tammy, but nonetheless, you know what? They they deserve each other. They're both crazy. Yeah, Tammy could be Mulan because she looks so much like a man to me. You know what I mean by that? <laughs> no. I I have never once looked at Tammy and thought you look like a man. Golly, every time I see her it looks like she's a um she looks like a man in a dress. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, it's just every time I see her uh, I don't know. She she really bothered me on this episode and I've been wanting to say that for a while. You're just taking your anger you're taking your anger out on Tammy and calling her a man. Well, she's she's spreading rumors. There's a rumor going around. She's spreading rumors about Kelsey. And yes, I think it's very evident that Kelsey has a drinking problem. Um, and she cannot handle her emotions. But really, you're going to go around and tell people she's popping pills? Like, what kind of pills are we talking about here? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was upset that Tammy did that. I'm, I'm, part of me is like, okay, I don't think that Kelsey necessarily has a drinking problem. Like, if you want to drink a lot, that's fine. Uh, we are a show that, that gives a thumbs up to drinking. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that is very true. We give the thumbs up there, but I, she obviously clearly cannot handle her emotions. When, when drinking. Well, uh, so we get, this is another, we get to this point of, of bachelor and bachelorette every season where one person goes off the reservation about somebody dating multiple people and it's like <laughs> okay yes this is the show you're on that's gonna happen he's gonna go he's gonna date other people he's going to kiss other people this is what you signed up to be for whatever reason you wanted to do is fine with me she's a great character and i hope she sticks around Oh, well, she has a rose. She is sticking around. She's sticking. I hope she stays till the bitter end. I mean, that is. I I hope this turns out to be another Luke P situation where Peter just has absolutely <laughs> no idea. And, yes. <laughs> and they're Kelsey down. Kelsey and Luke P. <laughs> they're down to the end, and she's just like standing there in front of Peter, and he's like having to like force her off the, off the show. I'm not going anywhere, Peter. I love you. Tammy said I pop pills, so you can't cut me. Oh, that is rich. 
Okay, so there's a lot of Kelsey drama. There's a lot going on there. There's a, there's a lot to unpack there. There's unfortunately not enough time to unpack what's going on there. There's another little bit of uh, spiciness and drama that goes down at the end with the rose ceremony. So Peter decides that there's not going to be a rose ceremony. He suddenly has so much clarity that he's he's now able to make very clear decisions. So he's gone from making no decisions to making very clear decisions. And I'm curious what what that clarity is. Do you think it was Kelsey that that he was like, okay, I'm clear on things now? Or was it something else? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's very uncharacteristic of Peter to have clarity on anything. So I I don't know about that one. I Okay, was he I was he his, was he wrong for calling the rose ceremony off? The the cocktail party off? Or yeah, yeah, the cocktail party before the yeah, rose ceremony. I, I mean, I guess if you know who you want to keep, then what's the point? But I think that there's a chance that McKenna changed his mind to keep her instead of Lexi. It turned out to be a cocktail party, like a mini cocktail party. I know, yeah. And then all the girls started getting mad at them, and it was just, it was fabulous. So fabulous. Yeah, it was great drama. That's not fair. That's not fair to the other girls to do that. Agree. And so that goes back to Peter not being firm about what his decision is. I mean, I don't know. There, I guess there's a fine line between being like, hey, I'm going to be a D-bag, and nobody's going to talk to me, and here are the roses, and that's it, versus, okay, I'm technically dating these people until I break up with them, so I guess I'll give them some time. I wish I was a fly in the wall during those conversations, because it's like, I, I want to know if he was, like, if the decisions he made after talking with them were the same, like, I'm very clear on my decisions, if, if, if they were the same before and after. And if it... I would say that it would be completely unfair if if it changed afterwards. Nonetheless, I think that's that's ill form to to just suddenly decide like I'm going to talk to Peter and try and convince him otherwise when none of the other girls get a chance to do that. Like if that's going to happen, then you should just have a go ahead and have a cocktail party. There were two people I wanted to make sure got a rose because they're two of my favorites. They're not going to win, but they're my two favorites. Kelsey and who else am I gonna say? Madison, of course. No, she's a snoozer. She might as well have had invisible paint on the last two weeks. Sydney. Natasha. Nat- oh yeah, okay. I forgot she was one of your favorites. She is awesome. Natasha's I like Natasha. great. She is. She can be in my friend group anytime. I think she's hilarious. Episode five has left us with a few lingering questions. Things like. Is Kelsey really as crazy as we think she is? Is Kelly going to start opening up to Peter? And is Peter going to get another 22 stitches by getting into a golf cart? We're not sure, but we're sure to find out in episode 6 of Bachelor Distilled, where the whiskey's good, but the bachelor is better.